hello, hello, hello. Welcome to Nubian Queen Nation. I'm Nubia. Here, we will talk about everything queenly, self-care, marriage, taking care of our royal subjects, otherwise known as our children, spouses, elderly parents, business, entrepreneurship, media, with a sprinkling in of the most high. Stay tuned for this week's episode. Hello, hello, hello. This is Nubian Queen. We're on Nubian Queen Nation podcast. And I'm going, I'm here to welcome you, uh, another guest of mine. We went, we go way back from high school time, even so we won't mention any ages here or any years. <laughs> so our guest is Monica Jenkins. And we're going to be talking about organization. She had a wonderful class. I was in two of her classes. And so, Monica, just tell me a little bit about yourself. Well, Sherry, thank you, first of all, for having me on your podcast. So I want to say shout out to you for that. Um, A little bit about me. I am currently um, working on a, um, well, I shouldn't say working on. This is my third um, eight-week workshop on From Clutter to Clarity. Yes. Finding Meaning in Your Mess. And so that is something that I'm sure we'll dive in a little bit later on. That's one of the things that I am um, have been working on probably for the last couple of years, and there's a lot of history tied to that. But um, a little bit about me is I'm married. I have um, two children, married for 28 years. I have two children, um, a son who's 25 and a daughter who's 27. I feel um, the age, too, and they know each yeah. other. Yes, 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 yes. And so um, I am someone who is all about organization. I am recently a certified coach, certified life coach. So um, my specialty is, again, organization. So again, we'll dive in a little bit more about that. I am currently um, working in higher education as my full-time work. Um, Additionally to that, um, I grew up um, a little bit, I grew up mostly in Connecticut, but I am a daughter of a Navy um, veteran. And so I've lived, um, I've lived, I like to say, I've lived in, I've lived on one island and I have um, lived in three, four states, including Connecticut. So that would be Guam, the island. Um, I was born in Detroit, Michigan. And um, from there, went to Virginia, lived in Virginia twice, lived in California and also here and then home is Connecticut. Wow, yeah, definitely a military family. I'm, I'm giving uh, raised hands right now for the audience can't see, but shout out to military families, man. That's that's a whole different thing all by itself. But thank you for it, sharing. Yes, that part. Yeah, definitely. I think that we could have conversations about that and our experiences as mm-hmm. living, you know, not growing up in like a certain hood, you know, you grow up right. in different places and our experiences are really different. And I remember when I met my husband, I had asked him, I said, oh, where are you from? Are you from here? And he's like, yeah, I grew up in Norwich. And that was like <laughs> foreign to me. I was like, you mean you never left, lived anywhere else besides Norwich? You know, so yeah. um, it's it's just, that that's just a funny thing. Um, that reminds me of when I lived in Tampa, my husband and I met in the military. Again, like you said, another story. But people lived in Tampa and never crossed the bridge to St. Petersburg. I mean, that just like blew me away. So I totally understand that, yes. Yes. So before we get into, you also went to, you had, you have aspirations of um, being a lawyer. So I'm talking to a smart cookie here. And then we'll get into, <laughs> you could tell me about that. Yeah, that is definitely something that I um, hope to do. 
Um, that is definitely a, vis a vision for my life. I really believe that I'm called to that area. And that came about really, Sherry. Um, it's kind of tied to my whole, um, you know, this coaching thing that I'm doing on um, from Clutter to Clary. It's really tied to that. I mean, that story and, and the content for those workshops were based out of a, a life experience. Um, to say I'm a published author, so I forgot to, I left that out. So my oh, first... Yeah, I have a, um, I co-authored a book with some amazing women that are part of a cohort for this um, coaching mentoring program that I um, just finished up at the beginning of the year. And so that's really where I was able to write out um, the experiences that led me to these, these workshops that I'm doing now. And it's really, you know, we all go through transition and hard times, and it was really um, a hard time that took place in our life around um job, everything just happened at once, job, finances, home, everything happened. We went through this really crazy period and, and we all go through those things. But I think what happens is how do we, how do we come out of that? How do we get back up? We fall down. How do we get back up from something that's so traumatic to not only um, us as parents, you know, as a couple, but our children that are also um, a part of that. So when I wrote the chapter, I wrote really from a standpoint of one, there was an issue that it took place with regard to housing that I thought was very unfair. So I have to say, I'm one other part of me is I really care about housing matters. Would you mind naming the um, the title of your book? Or do you want to? Yeah, the um, the book. So the the book is really cool. It's it's it. We basically it's called Faith Forged by Fire: Women Empowering Women. And this book was part of a project that we did as. Um, as we were going through our um, coaching and mentoring curriculum. And so the book was kind of an outcome of all of that. And then we used this book really as a platform, not only for us to write, but also as a fundraiser. Yeah. So um, there are limited limited copies, copies that are printed, but they should be um, available on Amazon really soon. And then, of course, if anybody wants a copy, I'm happy. I have some copies, a few, some copies that I can also um so it, it, it was a wonderful experience and I was able to kind of share some of that and then how I came up with, um, you know, this organizing workshop that I'm doing. Mm -hmm. um, we all go through things. And I think the part for the lawyering part, which you spoke to, to that point was from seeing some injustice that happened, not only to my family, but I saw something that I felt like really needed um, some more uh uh, research and understanding about, you know, as a first-time home buyer, it was, and it was in that vein of um, buying a house and some things that we learned in that process. In 2007, there was, you know, the housing market went south. There was a lot of things that were going on that were inappropriate, that were illegal, and we found ourselves in a situation that was very unique mm -hmm. um, with all of that, mm -hmm. and um, and trying to fight for that people that I was looking for to fight for me were not there or they gave me, put me onto this person or that person or this person said to do this, do that. Mm -hmm. um, I spent probably a greater part of that time um, on my vacations from work and different things, just researching this thing. I mm -hmm. finally was able to get to um, a legal authority who said to me, yes, there's a problem here, but we found ourselves loss of a job, me losing a job very unexpectedly and couldn't hang on to our home. And then, you know, the ability not to be able to hang on to your home and then also trying to fight something that has to do with it. I had to make a decision. 
you either got to find a place to live and fight this outside of that mm-hmm. and or stay there and fight it and figure out how you're going to stay. And it was a very um, difficult time for us. So at the end of the day, um, we moved on. And so from clutter to clarity is about moving on, mm-hmm. but it's also about my passion. So, you know, it's so amazing. Um, God is so good um, that when I lost that job, he brought me to um, a job in social services. I finished my degree, so it wasn't all bad, you know. I had to let go of that, but then there was finishing that degree, which was a goal of mine. Um, and I got my degree, and then I found some work, some social service work that was tied around housing. And I thought, oh, wow, how appropriate after what all that we had went through. Mm-hmm. And so I take this job in social services, and it was basically a program that helped um, families and individuals um, who were in the threat of evictions or foreclosures. And I said, really, this is right up my alley. And what I found in this job was that all that I learned there, I said, this is the help that we needed that we didn't get. It. And I found myself with all the research and all the stuff that I did to kind of fight for our family on my own. Mm-hmm. I walk into a job where those resources are right there. And so now I can help other people. And then with my own experience, give give some really sound um, advice. And so that is what really kick-started I want to be a lawyer. I had access to courts. I was meeting with um, the, in Connecticut, we have housing mediators, but a judge doesn't hear cases for um, foreclosure and evictions. So I had the opportunity to work really alongside this person. Mm-hmm. And I said, yeah, yeah, this is what I need to do. This yeah. is what I need to do. And and I want to add, there was a lawyer from a nonprofit organization that did step in and kind of spoke to, to me and my husband about exactly what was happening to us. Yeah. And so I found myself, this is the, the fun thing, um, in that job, that that organization became a liaison to the work that I did. So mm-hmm. amazing. So that's that's where the lawyer piece comes in. I'm currently working out of law school, so we'll see what happens. <laughs> Talk about that, like that whole, whole housing issue. So I'm sure that there are people, especially with the uh, pandemic going on right now, and people are finding themselves homeless. So we'll have to definitely have you come back on that. But do you have what do you have for us for tips for your uh, clutter to clarity? Well, let me tell you something. One of the most important tips from, for, from clutter to clarity is you have to have a vision. Mm-hmm. You have to have a vision because we can, um, and that's what helped us. And I'm only, my, my chapter speaks about what I did and that's how our content was made for these slides. You have to have a vision. I I say that from a you know just a standpoint of the word and what the vision what vision means you know writing something down you know businesses have visions you know every you know, organizations have visions you as an individual person should have a vision for your life right and it starts with some it, you know life planning I did this whole journey of life planning like you know unpacking like you know what do you really want to do when you grow up you know what do you you know and and I'm 30 40 you know I was probably 40 we're, well we're dating ourselves now sorry about that. But um, but um, you have to have to decide. So I made a decision. I said, this is what I want to do. I said, I know I want to get a degree. Um, and I got the degree. When you make those confessions, mm-hmm. they have to align. They mm-hmm. have to. Because once you start speaking it, then you those things, I feel like they show up for you. Opportunities mm-hmm. show up to you. Or you're just paying attention because now you've confessed it. And that mm-hmm. is very important. So writing a vision would be the first thing. What you and speak then step- about, you bring about, right? What you speak about, you bring about. And, and tell well, us abs- what the vision stands for, your V-I-S-I-O-N. Yeah, right, right, yes. Yeah. So then what I ended up doing is I took the word vision and I made an acronym out of that. So V stands for um, value. 
yeah. um, value your space. And so when we talk about space from a, you know, a house or a, you know, an office standpoint, we're also talking about mental space too. So I also want to bring that up because part of this acronym vision, yes, it is about um, clutter and getting clarity, but we're also looking at not only physical clutter, the clutter that's in your spaces, but we're looking at the mental clutter that exists. And we talk a lot more about this, especially because, because we're in this environment that we're in right now. But right. V is value your space. So in other words, determine why, why the space is valuable to you. Mm -hmm. and begin to write that vision because sometimes you have to look at that space that you're in and say, okay, what, 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 what can I do? What can I do? Um, then the I mm -hmm. um, is identify space related issues. So again, in writing this chapter, we, I spoke on a more on a physical plane, but I want people to also think about it from physical space plane, but I also want people to think about it from a mental standpoint too. So identify space related issues. Mm -hmm. And I tell you, um, this can be anything from, you know, a, the paint color to, you know, the furniture that's in the space or just things that are in the space, because mm -hmm. you really want to make sure that you have purpose and functionality. So that's I. S is um, simplify your space. Mm -hmm. um, and I think that goes to simplifying your life. Like yeah. you have to take a look what's going on around your space and you have to take a look at who's around you. And I'm a big proponent of boundaries and I'm a big proponent of people that, that win for you. You know, I'm often posting on my social media about making sure that, um, you know, you're living a life that's kind of uh, meant for you. And then in the way that you do that, is you know you have to examine. You've got to simplify. Sometimes we got too many people in our in our you know in our back door. Yes, right. And yes. sometimes we got too much junk in your closet or in your bedroom. Uh -oh. That's another. <laughs> you're all you up in my business right now. Go ahead, keep going. <laughs> but no, but it's true. And I think if we take the time, and I know that you know time is. My husband always says time is the one commodity that you don't get back. Mm -hmm. And when he said that many years ago, I didn't understand what he was talking about. I was like, okay, all right, well, okay, I'm looking at my clock, I'm looking at my watch, I don't know, you know, I, it wasn't resonating with me like it does now, because it, it stayed with me, but it really does make sense to me now, as I'm trying to be intentional. So simplify your space. Mm -hmm. um, and one of the, the biggest things that I think for me that brings me joy is having a shredder. That's helped me to simplify my paper, the paper clutter that exists. You know, um, there's so many ways that you can simplify your face, but it has to start with a vision. So if right. you say, if you're looking at your bedroom and you're like, you know, I got to do something in my bedroom. Well, what's the vision that you want for your bedroom? Mm -hmm. Well, I just want it to be peaceful, tranquil. I don't want to have a TV in it anymore. I want to have just a place where I can come and lie down, a place where I'll have my, you know, or my, you know, whatever, my shoes. I, yeah, I may have a lot of purses. Well, that's fine. There are ways that you can organize your your closet so that it looks like a little boutique and you're shopping from it, you know? Make, so I think it's important. Make it an oasis. Yes, exactly. So then you have to look at what your room is looking like. Do you need all those hundred million books? And, you know, everything should have a home. So I don't like to have books in my room. I love books, but I have a few books that are, that are nighttime books. You have to be careful. Like for me, and this is me, I, when I lie down at night, I want to make sure that I, when I'm lying down at night, what's in my head is either a song or it's a prayer or mm -hmm. it's a book that's really inspiring. 
but I don't want to sit and read something hardcore because I do love, um, you know, Black history. I love books from Black authors. I love, um, I love reading, but that's kind of been my, for me to read certain authors and certain types of books. I want to make sure I'm not reading, like, um, I have this one book that I'm reading, finishing up. It's called The Color of Compromise. It's heavy. It's really heavy. It's talking about Black history. It's talking about slavery. It's talking about, you know, um, things that I don't want to lie down on. You know what I'm saying? Right. And so, and so that's why we tried the TV in our room. We had to simplify our space. We don't need that because I don't want to go to sleep with the news on my, on my, um, on, on the news, right. you know? So that, that's, that's just an example when I think of simplifying my space. And let me the say, other one, let me say before you move on, even like with my children were little, there's a lot of people who have uh, tele televisions in their room for their children. And I, I did not do that when they were growing up. And we don't do that in our room either. You, you have to have it as a sanctuary, like you said, where you have peace and tranquility before you go to sleep. So I, you know, I'm to each his own, but to those parents who have televisions in their children's room, I would suggest that you remove it and put it into a, a common area. But yes, keep, and I'm taking notes as a, even though I took your class twice, girl, I'm still taking notes. Go ahead. What was I? <laughs> that's all right. And that's a good point because you can, so here's my thing. If you love TV, what we've done, you create zones in your house that to make it be the, the things that you like. If you like to watch TV, that's good. But mm -hmm. fine, like, so what we've done, we said, okay, we're gonna, we've changed our space so that we have a small room, a den that we used to use in an office. Now we're empty, nest, empty nesters, so our house transforms. Mm -hmm. And so we've been able to simplify it with the kids being gone. Right. So now we have a space where we simply just watch TV, but our living room, because we love to listen to music and we love to read or, or just chill. And we love that front space of our house. You don't see a TV in the front anymore. Exactly. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. So. Um, it's, it's figuring out what's important, what you value. It goes back to the V. So it all these all these things just connect. All right. So we're on the next I, right? Yeah. The next I is inspire joy in your space. Mm -hmm. Include. This is a big one. This is a big one. Include items that have meaning to you and your family, and are important to you, and and are important. Let your space reflect who you are, those you love and the things you love to do, right? So that still ties into simplifying because you, when you simplify, you want to make sure those are the things that are in the space. Right. Let your space, yeah, I think I just said this, but let your space reflect who you are and those you love and the things you love to do. Invite and include people in your life that represent who you are and who inspire you. This is huge. Mm -hmm. This is so huge. I'm really good, good. I'm really over the last couple of years, you know, people can clutter our lives. There's such a thing as people clutter. We got paper clutter. There's people clutter. Is people can do that. And when they start coming into your home and they start bringing, showing up with their stuff, I've, and this is my experience, then you, it's a note to self. Mm, yeah, we're not going to be doing that here anymore. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um, I really enjoyed, so you and I have been, I think we've known each other for at least over 30 years from, I know we went to the same high school and then our oh, kids. You're dating, us. you're dating us. Go ahead. Go ahead. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> we've known each other for a little bit. Yeah. That's why, I, you know, and um, I know that when we connected pre-COVID, we would have our weekly get, get togethers, you know, really, you were really inspiring. You've always been inspiring to me, but you we began connecting more and we have shared some same passions so i know you not only from family but from community things that we've shared and gone to together and i think that's the kind of value of a relationship 
-hmm. when we sit and you can bring that person in your house and you guys can sit down because you share a commonality, right? right. Um, and so that's very important to me, definitely in this stage of my life. Mm -hmm. um, so, and thank you for that, Sherry, because you've been um, a blessing. Uh, so O is the other O, well, not the other O, let me spell right. So <laughs> the first O, own your space. Um, owning it is, so, so now we've made a decision, right? We've made a decision that we're going to write a vision and we're going to start to kind of reflect and look and take note and, and look at what's around us and try to make changes for that. Um, owning your space is basically saying one, it doesn't, it doesn't mean that it has to be perfect. However, your space will mean more to you when you define what you want it to look like and want it to be. Yes. Owning who you are actually is important too. Um, and I talked again about making confessions. I made a confession many years ago that I said, you know, I was in a job that was like, mm, yeah, I don't know where it was going to go. But then I said, you know, I made the confession of like, I really want to finish my bachelor's degree because it took me so long. You know, I started, you know, with parents and it took me 20 years to get an associate's degree. I felt not that long, so I'm not that old, <laughs> but um, it took a while. Yes. It took a while to get it's it. Okay. And that's okay. Yeah. And, and so then from there, after the loss of the house and moving, having to move and everything and loss of my husband's job, loss of income, and then I lost my job shortly after that. So we went from a very reduced income and then to me losing my job unexpectedly. And so um, I remember at that moment, I was really in a, um, I was really like, what am I going to do? I think, um, I mean, I was fired from a job. I've never been fired for a job in my life. I, I, my, I have longevity in all the work that I've done, 16 years at one job, um, 10 years at this job that I actually got fired from. And then I went on to social service work and got you know laid off because they cut the funding and I had to figure it out, got into a corporate legal department and realized and worked there for two years. And really, I thought, you know, after that, since I want to, you know, be a lawyer eventually one day, I thought it makes sense for me to, you know, then let's look for jobs in that environment. And corporate legal was not the fit for me. And that's okay, because it was a blessing to be there. Mm -hmm. And then I found myself off on this time off and then COVID hit. So I had a lot of time to yeah. kind of figure out what I needed to do or to line up. But that first moment. And to reevaluate, right? Yeah, you have to reevaluate. But when you get when you get fired from a job, and I know, you know, raise your hand if you're in the audience who's been fired. Like for me to say that right now, I can right. say it. But then it was shameful. It hurt mm -hmm. my confidence. It hurt my um you know, my, my, it, it made me feel as though that I'm, you know, people are going to look at me a certain way. It was very, very, you know, tragic. It was. And that's how I saw it at the time because I never expected for that to happen. So what, what I would say when I had to come out of that, when I began to own what was going on, I started to write down a vision at that point. And I then began to write, you know, to come up with this content from clutter to clarity. And I realized that, okay, now um, how are you going to do it? Right. And so then I joined. And so I, I'm big about, you got to have a tribe of people. You mm -hmm. got to step out of the people maybe that you've been hanging with. You know, I was thankful I had a, a group of praying women around me and that was great. Even though I was going through that firing situation, that was great. Cause that probably helped me, you know, to stay up, you mm -hmm. know, cause I consider myself someone who's very prayerful and praying, but at the end of the day, you need an action to support the, you know, after that, you know, that you, you need to be built up, 
you know, spiritually, mentally, but there's an action that also takes place. And so owning the life that you want, you've got to begin to go look for it. Mm-hmm. And I had to go looking at places that I'd never been before. And that changed my life that I connected with an organization and how I you know, did the certificate, cert, um, excuse me, the um, mentor and coaching program, and also doing some life planning, doing a whole bunch of other things with women who were not part of my tribe that I'm currently, you know, at that time, but women that were outside of that. And when I opened up myself to that type of work and also these types of women and people, the other, you know, men and women in some respects who are now, okay, well, you want to be looking to be a lawyer. I had to, I found people that were really to mentor me who've been through it and tell me some things I need to do. So that's one part of who I am, you know, but then I got to the point one year, it was the beginning of the year, Goal setting is very important. And that's also how you can own things. Mm-hmm. You own own yourself by making those goals. And when things show up in your life and you say it's not aligned with my vision, you don't do it. When mm-hmm. I started doing that, mm-hmm. when I started doing that, Sherry, I'll never forget this. When I made that confession, okay, I got to, you know, I, I got some, I got, I know I got some things that I want to do. I've spoken, I've seen, I'm seeing, you know, the manifestation of things to help me to get there, you know, kind of. But I remember when I sat down that one year, you know, I would write goals at the beginning of the year and what I wanted my year to look like and some things that I wanted to do. And then I did it for the month and then I did it for the week and I broke it down. I had to. Right. And I'm saying that, that it was perfect. I'm not saying that every week I got to this, this and this, but I go back to it because those are the things that I am accountable to. Mm-hmm. And when so when things showed up, I remember I was on um, Facebook and there's someone invited me to something. And I'm like, nope, that's not a part of my where I'm going. Because I was easily distracted by social media and everything that was going on. Mm-hmm. So I got to, you know, I would try to do this, try to do that. People were sharing this event, that event. Mm. And because I was tied to the person, I felt like I needed to show up to it. Okay. And although I wish you well and you do good, doesn't mean I have to be there, right? So I started, yeah, so I started saying, okay, um, yep. I saw something come my way that I wrote on my list of goals. I had never seen anything like this show up before. It was something new that was being offered in in Wallingford. And I said, this is tied to my goals. I'm going to have to go to this. And I'm going to have to step out and be bold enough just because my girlfriend over here is not going to go. And that, because that's not her dream goal. Because that was my life. You know, you get caught up with, well, are you going to go? If you go, I won't go. No, that's no longer the case. And you just have to, when you do that, you miss out on things. Yes, absolutely. You, yes, absolutely, Sherry. So I did this thing and I, it opened up my world to even more people, mm-hmm. more resources, more connections. Beautiful thing. So owning yourself is only, owning, owning your space is more about, it can be about, yes, the space that you've now decided how it's going to look, but it's also owning what you've decided for yourself. You know, right. yeah. And then the last is, um, this is probably my, my favorite. Um, I love this. It's called Nurture the New. And that means you've now adopted that. Like now that you're owning something, you own it now. It's like you own it, you own a pet. Now you got to nurture it and take care of it. Okay. You, it's, it's that thing. So in this, in this, um, this is really important because once you've adapted to your vision, allow the process to take you from clutter to clarity. Mm-hmm. nurture the new ideas and ways that help you remove the clutter in your life. And so it's not like a one week thing. It's a lifestyle. It really is. It's a lifestyle. And um, 
what I um, love is that um, we have to nurture our mind. We have to nurture our, our homes and the people that we value that are in our life. And um, nurturing the new is, is really just kind of taking, you know, making sure that you, you realize you're not going to be doing the things that you used to do. Because when we get new information, we're supposed to hopefully transform. You know, and and I think the biggest thing of all of this clip, Sherry, is um, living with intention. I like you know, that. yes, I like that living with intention. Yeah, and it's funny because even though in our class, I mean, obviously, I could take a third class when you when you put that together because you know you're all you're always needing to declutter and renew and nurture. So, um, yeah, this has been really good. This has been really good. And and in the class, you we did things physically, so you had us. One week, you know, go check your bookshelf. If there's books on there that you don't need or you need to, to give to somebody else. So I like the way today it was all, it, it felt me mental. But we also yeah. do a lot of physical things in your class as far as rearranging the room and putting up pictures, like you said, that are intentional. And And you also, the first week, you had us take a whole bag, a plastic bag, go through the house and collect 30 items. Yeah, that's the annoying bag. And, I, and these are things that you should do all the time. Because you know what? The annoying bag and also the 30 at the beginning of the year. I mean, you can do it anytime, but it just, it worked because there's 31 days in January. And so get 31 items yes. and pick 31 items. And then that one was, I think, donate. But the annoying bag is like, you know what those things are. You know, you walk around the house and you're like, this doesn't really have a home or a place or a value to me. Put it in the bag and just throw it away. And what ends up happening, and so I'm excited, Sherry, because this kind of leads into the next of the next one that I'm going to be doing. So this will be the fourth edition of From Clutter to Clarity, mm -hmm. Finding Meaning in Your Mess. But this one's, um, the topic is attics, basements, and garages. Oh my. Mm -hmm. And <laughs> and what ends up happening with the annoying bag stuff, because we don't bag it, it's in your basement, or it's in your attic, or it's in your garage, because we move it out, but we don't really move it out. So it's right. out of sight, out of mind. That is so true. That is so yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Wow. Well, and I'm looking forward to that. Good. Oh my goodness. I and I know that uh, we're kind of getting close to the end of our of our interview here. So I'm definitely going to have to have you back to um, whenever you get that date for your fourth edition of Clutter to Clarity. Please come back on and, and give heads up so we can maybe get people rushing to your class. You know what I mean? Like putting the word out there besides Facebook and things like that. Right. So, my goodness. So any closing thoughts? Because this has been really good. I also want to say you, what you said, write it down. And I was thinking of that scripture and looked it up while you were talking. Write it down and make it plain. Habakkuk 2.2. Two. So that's. Yes. And it's not too late. This is April, but this is, we're only in the second quarter, people, right? Basically. Yeah. A time to write that vision out and make it, make a plan for the rest of the year. Right. So any closing thoughts? I do actually. Thank you, Sherry, so much, because we are currently in a very unique time and with this pandemic and all that's, you know, all that's going on in this world. And so when we first, when this, um, you know, we first realized this was serious and this thing was, you know, impacting our people. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things I said, um, I remember saying this to my daughter, she, they were kind of worried about like what all this meant, you know, they're the, you know, 20 something group and like, you know, the masking and, you know, all of that stuff, they, it was a lot to kind of absorb and they wondered if it was, um, you know, how long and why and all these different things. I don't want to say why, but just they, they had questions about it. And one of the things that I said, because I think it's important, there is always an opportunity in adversity. 
Mm-hmm. I am living proof of that. Um, I know for that in this time, we have we have literally found, I mean, we're, oh my goodness, I can't even tell you as I'm thinking about it. We have really, we have really thrived. Yes. Is what I say. Yes. We have really thrived in this time because I think we have held on to the vision. Right. You know, we continue to find ways in which to um, make things happen for us right. that, you know, we believe that, you know, are, are meant for our lives and also not so much meant for our lives, but, but then, you know, that we wrote down and said, this is what we want in this, this time. Um, so that, those, that would be my closing thought. It would be, um, there's always opportunity and adversity. And, you know, we've not only thrived, but as a people, and I'm not turning it into like in, you know, a Black History Month or whatever, but this is my, this is my podcast, like I said, what I want to, but we've soared. And as a people, we've learned to adapt and overcome, adapt and overcome. Look at our moms and our great aunts and our, you know, sisters and people and, and every, every nationality, every group of people has learned to thrive. But, but like you said, you just, you thrive, you take what you, what you've been given those lemons and you make lemonade. And this, that's a perfect, perfect way to end this right now. Um, the other thing I wanted to ask before we before we leave is how can people um, keep in touch with you? What is your social media? Maybe a Facebook group or something where they can um, get in touch with you? Absolutely, I'm on Facebook. I do have a um, Facebook group called From Clutter to Clarity, and um, there's I've, what I've learned that there are a lot of From Clutter to Clarity groups out there. My name is Monica Jenkins. You can find me on Facebook, and also I'm on Instagram. I am actually trying to grow my social media a little bit more so that it is um, more accessible to people to kind of learn about what I'm doing as um, this, this, this becomes more marketplace available. So yeah, right now, um, please feel free to hit me up on Facebook. It is from Clutter to Clarity. My name again is Monica Jenkins. I am on Instagram and um, uh, I should give you, should I give my Instagram handle sherry say if you have it and, and then also send it over to me and i'll put it in the notes for um okay in the notes and they'll get all the information all okay right. i'll be happy to do that and actually then i'll send the link if i can't i can send the link for the group um because i think that that was something that we started last um our last workshop and i want to keep it going and expand that yes well thank you so much this has been awesome awesome so everybody needs to Hopefully they all took out their pen and paper to write down those visions, to make it plain, the V-I-S-I-O-N. Yes. We have you back and we'll talk about some other subjects. But for now, my sister, thank you and God bless you and uh, peace and blessings. Thank you. All right, then. Thank you so much for joining us today at Nubian Queen Nation. Come back and join us again in two weeks. Better yet, subscribe, like, and leave a comment. And if you would, please share this with a friend. Peace and blessings. Love ya, Nubia.